hook, so I chose to use arrowroot. But in retrospect, I think I should have used agar. Agar would have been able to set up and then be more like a pudding puree um, viscosity instead of the arrowroot. So technically, yes, I think I should have done that. But the dish overall was a really good dish, so I can't beat myself up. It's hard to understand why the other women didn't seem to like you. Can you shed any light on that? Um, I think that it's just, like, because we don't really know each other very well, we're put in this competitive environment, um, and the way that people deal with stress and deal with people socially is just different, you know, everyone approaches it differently. I think when I'm put in, like, more of that group environment, I tend to be more quieter, you know, but I definitely, um, vocalize when I have to, you know, um. I think that it just, it's just natural, you know, when you're in a group setting, you, you start to group with people who look or talk or, like, you know, who have similar personalities to you, and then um, I think me being so serious and I was really concentrating on, you know, the challenges and I, I tended to be real quieter and sort of, so it was sort of misunderstood. I think a lot of that in retrospect was just misunderstandings and it's, it's sort of like being put in like a high school again or like a fraternity or a sorority like a group environment but not only that add competition to it add you know people are being you know it's almost like you feel like in a life or death situation so like you really have to fight and um it's just I, I can't explain it but that's probably why I think I'm a very hard worker and you know, I have, you know, obviously really good skills. It just, I think, a lot of it's misunderstood. Have you remained in touch with the other chefs? Yeah, actually, I have. Um, we Twitter to each other. We, I mean, as much as possible. I mean, I'm definitely very busy as a mom and working full-time. And, you know, on top of that, like, watching this episode air and then Twittering, so, I mean, it's usually just a very casual, you know, like, how, you know, how's everyone doing? You know, I hope you're doing well, and I wish everyone well. You know, I really sincerely do. Um, like, I, like, Grayson was in town, so, like, we got together with her, and, you know, um, but otherwise, we've all been very busy. Um, so, everyone's been picking up business because of Top Chef. It's been, like, more busy, and on top of that, you know, we never, like me, I don't really have too much of a social life because I'm so busy, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we are all friends, though. We are all good. good. <laughs> we are all, like, at a really different place than being in that competition setting, you know? That's nice so, to hear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you still working at Aria in Chicago? Yeah. What's the most popular item on the menu? Right now, I would say the most popular, um, it varies. Um, I would say for the appetizers, like you'll really love the lamb ribs that I have on and the kimchi fat. Um, if you ever go to Aria, definitely get uh, get the kimchi stack. It's, it's really unique. Um, it sort of celebrates my heritage. Um, uh, it, it's a really beautiful dish with mung bean pancakes and pork belly and uh, caramelized kimchi that we make in-house and quail egg and little black garlic sauce. Um, for entrees, it really depends. Elk dish is really popular. Um, I've got um, 
Singapore noodles are pretty popular. Um, the scallop dish is, I put actually, a, um, when I got back, um, the scallop dish from the progressive dinner, I put that on my menu and people love it. Um, the swordfish dish people really like right now, um, which has a miso and lemon, um, glaze on it with some choke puree and like bacon with shard, um, and bacon mushrooms on top. Um, but yeah, those are a few of the items that are popular, but it's sort of, it's a good mix across the board. It all sounds delicious. Did you did you watch the prior seasons of Top Chef? Um, I did watch like the Voltaggio season um, mm-hmm. in Las Vegas, and um, but otherwise, just been clips here and there of other seasons. Like um, I watched a little bit of Stephanie Izzard season. It was funny because like um, usually I'm working on the nights that Top Chef airs, and so I I only just kind of heard from the grapevine what happened. And then um, sort of had to catch up on it before going on the show. It's sort of interesting. When you're a chef, the last thing you want to do is watch a, other chefs, you know, being stressed out in the kitchen. <laughs> so um, the thing about it that's intriguing to people is, like, the real-life stress that um, chefs go through mm-hmm. and um, the creative process that chefs go through. So I think it's really awesome. Did you do anything in particular to prepare for the competition? Um, knowing I was going to Texas, I did take a butchering class of how to butcher a whole side of a, uh, of cattle, <laughs> um, just in case I had to do that. Um, and I did, um, just sort of like order ingredients in that I wasn't familiar with, like rabbit or things that I hardly work with, just so that I could work with it and feel a little more comfortable if I had to use it. Really, like started writing all the ingredients that I feel comfortable with and all of the flavor combinations that I felt like good about and started having like a mental list of like combinations that oh, I okay. would like I could think of spur of the moment. I think that really helped me. Um, but otherwise there's really no way you could prepare for what's going to happen. <laughs> Cause uh, you would think that like, okay, well, um, I'm going to work, focus on this dish and the whole season you, you didn't even have those ingredients available. So it's sort of like you just have to be able to improvise on the fly. Which was your favorite challenge? Um, the inspiration challenge. Cause I really felt like there was definitely a deep emotional, um, part, you know, where I put my heart into it because I was thinking of my mom mm-hmm. and how she would make the dish and putting my own twist on it. So keeping that in mind, it was very an emotional time. And then, you know, I, I, I think that was my favorite. I think amongst all the chefs, that challenge was one of the fa- favorites because we all had in mind something very close to us and dear to us. And then cooking from, the, from that aspect of love and, you know, memories of the past. And so I, I thought that was one of my favorite challenges. Well, it was great to see you win in the Last Chance Kitchen. How fun was that? Yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, I was totally a surprise. Like, um, had no idea that we were going to be able to have a second chance in because that's never been done before. Mm-hmm. So it was a total surprise, um, and it was like an opportunity I wasn't going to pass up, you know. Uh, it was really fun too, actually. It's definitely like a roller coaster trip of emotions. Like that whole, you know, season of 
a lot of ups and downs, and, like, um, you know, once you're eliminated, it's sort of devastating, um, because, of course, you hope you go farther, and then having that second chance was, like, um, seeing a light again, you know, Mm -hmm. was, was awesome. Really awesome. Chef Beverly, we're almost out of time. Is there anything else you'd like to say to your fans? Um, I just want to say thank you to all my fans out there for supporting me and rallying me and, um, you know, looking past all the drama and just really um, looking at the food and what I'm putting out there. And um, I just I really appreciate all the support. Thank you, Chef Beverly. Thank you.